the end game of Kang is to establish the Fantastic Four and Doom in a vast, endless war for the future of the Marvel multiverse. Instead of leading up to an Avengers movie, it's all leading up to a young Avengers movie. Here is our version of Apocalypse. Here's how we're going to get the X-Men involved. Welcome back to New Rockstars. I'm Marina Mastros. I'm hosting for today. And uh, of course, Eric Voss. Hi, everybody. And Leo Garcia. Woo! Glad to be back. And back again, as always, is our good buddy, Joven. Here he is. That's right. The self-proclaimed bad boy series is here. (laughs) You know it's real because of the wrestling. I didn't know we were cutting wrestling promos. (laughs) That's what the show has become, Leo. I'm sorry. We couldn't control it. It's just... You missed it, but that is what it is now. Uh, This is Rogue Theory, uh, the podcast that brings you the wildest, nerdy, hot takes on the topics you can't stop arguing about. Okay, so guys, the big news right now is that Lovecraft Country actor Jonathan Majors has been cast in the upcoming Ant-Man 3. So sources say he'll be playing the villain Kang the Conqueror, the time-traveling mastermind in the Avengers and the Fantastic Four in the Marvel comics. Um, If Kang is being planned as the antagonist for a whole wave of stories, what future MCU title is Marvel using Kang to build toward? Guys, that is the question. Uh, Well, I have an idea on this. Um, You might have seen Tuesday's video how I went into how Kang could be introduced in the first in Loki on Disney+. And then, you know, in Ant-Man 3, it poses kind of quantum realm threat. It seems like that quantum realm city is now being established as the domicile of, uh, of Kang the Conqueror. But uh, I really do think the end game of Kang is to establish the Fantastic Four and Doom in a vast, endless war for the future of the Marvel multiverse. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be some kind of post credit scene at the end of Ant-Man 3. You know, at the end of the titles, often say, like, so-and-so will return in, yeah. and I think we're going to see Kang will return in Marvel's The Fantastic Four. And everyone's Ooh. minds are going to be blown. I think uh, this is all building toward, this got to be building toward an MCU Fantastic Four movie. We know that's probably the direction they're going. Everyone's thinking they're going to do Fantastic Four before they do X-Men. I could see it going the other way, too. This is just the way I kind of hope it goes. So I think after Ant-Man and the other Avengers essentially hijacked what we now know to be Kang's time vortexes in the quantum realm during the whole Avengers Endgame time heist, uh, I think Kang now wants to rebuild his timeline empire with a series of paradoxes that all aim towards... In, in this other video I made, stealing the original Pym Particle back in the 1960s. Oh. And I think that battle is going to cause the Fantastic Four in Doom from the 60s to get sucked into the quantum realm, maybe spend too much time in there, because mm. I think the MCU is going to establish the quantum realm and the negative zone as one and the same. Because they're essentially oh, the okay, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way the MCU yeah. has done the quantum realm <laughs> is essentially what the negative zone is. And if right. they establish another thing that is exactly like that, they're going to be like, why didn't you just make those the same Hard thing? Hard to do Kevin both, Feige. yeah. Um, so I think all these characters are going to get irradiated in the quantum realm the way Janet Van Dyne did. They're going to get powers, but the Fantastic Four are going to get out of there. But Doom's going to stick around in the quantum realm because I think Doom is going to want to use the time travel down there to save his mother in Latveria. Yeah. Uh, And I think the Fantastic Four is going to be like, hey, maybe we don't meddle too much with this stuff. Sorry, Vic. We're going our own direction. Right. That's going to piss off Doom. He's going to feel betrayed. He's going to be like, why wouldn't we do? Why wouldn't we use this opportunity to fix everything that's wrong in the world? Yeah. Um, So I think what's going to end up happening, Doom might make a deal with Kang 
and he's gonna decide to try to help Kang ruin the Marvel heroes yeah. so that the future is the apocalyptic vision that Kang wants. Basically, we're gonna see a war between two sides in the Marvel multiverse. You're gonna have the heroes who want to just keep things peace and civil, mm -hmm. not too chaotic, not meddle too much with like the multiverse or time travel, and then you're gonna see the bad guys who want that chaos, who mm -hmm. need that chaos, need the future to look bleak because it justifies their own existence, and that's where I think the battle lines are going to be drawn going forward we need it we need the future to be to be bad we need to mess yeah. with the timelines let's make uh, it dark let's make it dark uh, we're gonna drag everybody else down with us and that's what villains do uh that sounds great um eric and there's also a connection there with the uh, kang's leg like legacy right because yeah. he is mm -hmm. supposedly uh a descendant of reed richards yeah absolutely yeah Ooh. i think that's going to be tied in on the other side of it uh, the whole uh, connection. Maybe that won't even be revealed uh, yet, and that could be revealed like at the end of the Fantastic Four movie. Because mm -hmm. yeah, it's all connected there too. How would that, would that be like an, an inverse uh, Empire Strikes Back, where it's like, uh, I am your grand great grandson. <laughs> yeah, but it's your just great, real great, long because it's like yeah, great, yeah, 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 great, 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 Great. <laughs> great grandson. There's a longer space between each great. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in the theater's just skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted the rest of this particular video just to be him saying yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> Never know. Never know. Just wait till it comes around to my turn to talk. Might yeah, be yeah. Great. <laughs> We're all skeletons. Um, great, Eric. That's great. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and it sets up uh, like potential conflicts in the future for uh, that have the potential for longevity right because we're like yeah. oh where are we gonna go we just had this infinity war which was over the course of multiple movies and was its own kind of like adventure and it was really yeah. um long and lots of build up toward it and if they want to have something else like that again they'll need to set up something for multiple films that we're yeah. able to get invested in and i think that mm -hmm. makes total sense um so eric you get two rogies and oh. and uh the form that the rogies come in on my side are um candy and i and i eat it Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Marina. <laughs> so that was two. I was like searching. I'm searching my desk for like what I can use as rogies, and I'm like uh, rechargeable AA batteries. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. Eric's was a Reese's Pieces. A Reese's yeah. Pieces? That looks like a cup. Are you, are oh, I mean, lying? sorry, Reese's. Yeah, the cup. Sorry. Um, Jovan, what do Marina. you think? Yeah, you're welcome, oh, bud. Oh, it's time to shine, and I don't mind if I do skis. <laughs> Let me tell you what I am thinking. Now, Eric hated that. Eric hated that. <laughs> well, I, just, I know where he's going. I know where this is winding up to. Oh, man. Uh, we all want to run, but at first we need to learn how to walk. And yep. we didn't have Thanos introduced at the beginning of Iron Man 1. No, in our first phase of Marvel movies, we actually got Loki, and he turned out to be a character that was just always mm. popping up throughout all of the movies. And I think that's what we're really seeing here with, with Kang. And I think over time, we shall see Kang actually become Kang the Conqueror. Maybe oh. we'll see him in uh, ancient Egypt a little bit. Maybe we'll get some time... Uh, fights in the future when he actually takes over uh, the future and becomes Kane the Conqueror. Uh, but more importantly, because this introduction could be happening in Ant-Man 3, or Ant-Man and the Wasp 2, or Ant-Man and the Wasp and Kang, which I'm sure will be what it officially <laughs> is called, uh, we are now seeing 
in this movie where Cassie Lang is now older, mm-hmm. we know that she will uh, has the possibility to become part of the Young Avengers. And then mm-hmm. we've got uh, a Hawkeye series that will be coming out before this. So that's where we're going to get Kate Bishop. Um, and of course, by the time this movie actually happens, we should be done with all the multiverse of madness mm. with Doctor Strange, where maybe we just have a new normal. So that lets us come back to kind of time travel. So I think that, yes, we will get a, a little tease at the end of Loki, much like uh, Eric said where yes Kang will probably show up there and that's like the moment where we see him turn around in his chair and it's like oh it's Kang and then from there we're going to just see him <laughs> popping up in a bunch of different movies and eventually instead of leading up to an Avengers movie it's all leading up to a young Avengers movie where we see all oh, these fun. other characters from different places after the multiverse of madness we're going to have speed and magic then kind of sh- uh, join the fray and speaking of those two I think there will be some some uh, time traveling hijinks where Cassie and Kate Bishop have to jump towards the future to fight and find Kane the Conqueror, but to find out that magic and speed are already there fighting him. And, uh, you know, Miss Marvel shows up in the mix in some way as well. And I, I think that even if we got this as a series, it might be more like all, uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, where they're yeah, chasing yeah. one bad guy throughout mm. time. So we see all the. I don't know. I think that's fun. And then it also gives Marvel their chance to cameo some of their other future characters. Mm. Maybe even uh, uh, Bishop, I think, uh, from X-Men was the oh, time-traveling sure, yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. So I think that just gives us the chance to throw in some more of the, uh, the X-Men in there as well. But I think that they're going to have a lot of focus on the young Avengers. That's yeah. great. Very smart, actually. Uh, yeah, I can see that too. I would much prefer a Young Avengers series to a Young Avengers movie. I, I think yes. uh, yeah. in general, miniseries over films. You, you can take your time with the story. There's less pressure to get it all done in two hours mm-hmm. and like either people love it or hate it. Over the course mm-hmm. of a series, people tend to be more forgiving to a miniseries than yeah. they are to a movie. Plus that gives us a chance to kind of just jump in and incorporate a bunch of different time periods versus like, you yeah. know, in one movie being like, all right, we're in the 60s. Okay, great. Now we're in like 1800s and, and it just gets a little muddled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jovan, that's great. Uh, you also get two rogies in the form of me eating more Reese's. Ooh! <laughs> I hope I get taste it. A great episode of Rogue Theory for Marina. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like she's structured this all just to benefit her. Yeah. Yeah. No matter who wins, I win. (laughs) You're just going to be a huge, like, Monty Python guy at the end. (laughs) Um, One more mint. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh... I feel like we're we have like voodoo doll like taste buds right now. I too can taste the chocolate, and mm-hmm. it is delightful. You're having a stroke. <laughs> I will pass I, out. Yeah. I completely agree with Joven's uh, assumptions about Kang leading to uh, Young Avengers. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be amazing for a multitude of reasons. Uh, least of them being that a member of the actual Young Avengers is the Iron Lad, which is like a different version of Kang. Yeah, which yeah. is the cutest. Mm-hmm. Has to be the cutest hero name. He's an iron lad. And we We all immediately go to our very non-stereotypical Irish voices when we say lad. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go in a different direction. Although Jovan kind of spoke to it, there is a version that I think one of Kang's first time travel. He, he goes all the way back to ancient Egypt, searching for an heir apparent uh, to himself. And he comes upon Apocalypse. Oh, uh, yeah. un- unfortunately, I think because Apocalypse was so recently <laughs> the big bad in a oh, 
okay X-Men movie. <laughs> it was um, an X-Men movie. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah, yeah. an X-Men movie. Um, it existed. So unless they are trying to very quickly turn around and retcon, like, hey, forget that stuff. Yeah. Here is our version of Apocalypse. Here is our version. Here's how we're going to get the X-Men involved. I don't really see that happening, but it would be fun for them to put their stamp immediately on that part of the universe and be like, forget about those Fox movies. Focus on these. <laughs> hey, you know, even if it's just like a little throwaway Easter egg in Eternals, right? Which is going back to ancient times. If you see mm-hmm. like some kind of hieroglyphics of like, of Kang with, uh, with Apocalypse, <laughs> like that could be enough for us to do a couple videos about. As the, canon, the battle you know? of the century, Kang versus Apocalypse. And it's the reason <laughs> Kang has to leave the past. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it, 2016 feels like uh, 40 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I gave Joven two, Leo, you also get two because you agree with him. So, so there you go. Oh, fantastic! Uh, I found a nice. loophole in <laughs> Rogan. <laughs> um, I'm out of candy, uh, uh, and I don't want to go get more because because it, it's in the other room, and I'm not going to do that. But um, you get to see the cute garden labels that I made. Oh, wait, Eat it's it. backward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still get... Oh, I taste it. Um, they're little, little name plates for my little garden stuff. So so there oh, you go. You get two of those. Oh, um, sweet. And, you, and they are edible, yeah, which I'm not going to do right now, but they are for sure. I should um, say sweet bell peppers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but before we continue with this episode, uh, actually, I actually want to thank some people who helped us make it, starting with our friends at DraftKings. So football is back, and teams were back out on the gridiron over the weekend. It was just week one, people. There's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add this week's excitement, <laughs> DraftKings has millions of bucks and total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head on over to the App Store right now because you do not want to miss this. Draft your lineup right now. Feel the sweat like never before. Every run, every pass, and every catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012 so they know a thing or two about cold hard cash download the DraftKings app right now and use the code rogue for a limited time new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week don't miss out on the week two action enter code rogue to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit that's code rogue only at DraftKings. make it rain minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details we're also going to thank our friends at hydrant for sponsoring this episode we all know that we should drink more water especially if our state is on fire uh but by the time you feel thirsty it's too late your home is burning around you and your lungs are filled with wildfire smoke because of forest management no because of climate change uh you're already dehydrated you can't focus you feel tired well something that will help you feel refreshed and hydrated is our friends at hydrant they've created this refreshing electrolyte powder that you just mix into water to hydrate you quickly and keep you going longer every rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs and it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay that way hydrant is backed by research my friends the formula was developed by an oxford scientist (laughs) why am i making fun of that (laughs) 
<laughs> they know what they're doing. Uh, it's uh, apparently loved by pro athletes, has thousands of five-star reviews. It's made with real fruit juice powder and comes in a variety of delicious flavors, including new summer-friendly iced tea lemonade and fruit punch. Now, that iced tea lemonade is a really nice one, considering these hot summer days uh, or currently on fire uh, <laughs> fall days, leaving you refreshed and feeling great. Thanks, Hydrant. Hydrant is backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, send it back for a full refund, but I have a feeling you're really going to love it. We've got a special deal for our listeners. To save 25% off your first order, just go to drinkhydrant.com slash rockstars or enter our promo code of rockstars at checkout. That's D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com slash rockstars and enter promo code rockstars for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash rockstars and enter promo code rockstars to save 25% off. And we thank them for sponsoring Rogue Theory. And uh, hey, the holiday season's right around the corner. And this year, we know that people will be buying more stuff online than ever before. If you're an e-commerce seller, are you ready to meet the demands of a record-breaking online shopping season? Maybe not, but you can be ready with ShipStation. We also want to thank ShipStation for sponsoring us. ShipStation helps online sellers of any size get orders out quickly, save money on shipping, and keep customers happy. They'll get you the shipping rates normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies. Not anymore. It's for everybody. It is the fastest, the easiest, and the most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks and you will be managing your order and getting your product to happy customers. ShipStation works with all the major carriers and their interface brings your products together, whether you're selling them on Etsy, on Amazon, or on your own website. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Rogue Theory listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the offer code ROGUE. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of a massive online shopping season. Get started today at ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in ROGUE, R-O-G-U-E, that's ShipStation.com, and then enter code ROGUE, ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Guys, every week we play a game of Rogue Theory with our patrons on the new Rockstars Discord channel. So, this week we had patrons pitch theories about the ongoing season two of The Boys, which we are covering with our Boys Underground show every weekend with yours truly and Eric and Tommy when he's not um, breaking into houses. Um, and we had we asked our patrons to pitch who they think killed a certain CIA operative and why, which we also discussed, but we want to know what you guys think. Um, and we had some really fun theories this week. So Dr. Zoidberg had an interesting take on Frenchie. MLGX pitched Swato and won the audience vote and also Tommy's heart. Uh, but our winner was Russell MC with their theory Ooh. that incorporated Lamplighter and ah. a previously unseen group of imprisoned soups. So that's oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Hey, good job, um, Russell. You, it looked like you were going through some of the trailers the way we were going back through them uh, with like the leftover footage that hasn't shown up in season two yet. It seems like mm -hmm. that seems to be the direction they're going. Maybe we'll see this episode or this weekend's episode. And it makes um, Eric feel ba feel better about himself and how he spends his time. So like someone else is going through that footage as well. Yeah. So yeah validation. Validation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and don't forget, you guys can play Discord Rogue Theory too by becoming a patron of New Rock Stars and joining our discord yeah. uh great guys so our second topic um this week is very uplifting it's gonna make us feel good and it's how will thor die <laughs> uh last week thor actor chris hemsworth did an interview with a polish magazine where he said that the upcoming thor love and thunder will not be his last outgoing uh will not be his last outing as the god of thunder his fellow big three in the Avengers, Iron Man and Captain America, got nice endings to their arcs in Endgame. 
and you know broke all of our hearts in the process uh assuming a fifth thor movie could be his swan song guys how should thor's mcu story end i'm gonna say leo go first uh, I'm glad I'm going first because I'm going to give you the most rogue theory, and I expect to get <laughs> yeah. zero rogue okay. this. <laughs> He's going rogue. Yeah, I'm going yeah. it. I'm doing it. Uh, I don't think they're going to do the Iron Man sacrifice death. Um, I don't see them doing something with, with a nice bow on on top, mm. like the Captain America farewell. Um, I don't even know if Thor as a being can be killed in the MCU. Mm. We don't really know mm. that. Uh, at least. He might just go on living in some weird Asgardian form. Um, I mean, he didn't die getting blasted by a star, so... Yeah. Um, But I I think what I enjoy most about Chris Hemsworth Thor is sort of this uh, comedic value that he brings to, especially since Ragnarok, where he comments on the things that are not uh, of space magic. Mm. You know, and I I think, like, I think a lot of that that scene in Endgame when Hawkeye's very... They're all upset about uh, Black Widow's death. And he's like, you're a very earthly being. We're talking about space magic here. And then, like, that, that kind of... My idea for what Thor, what happens after Thor 5 would be that he still exists in the MCU, but only pops up in bits to sort of comment on whatever new version of Avengers exists. Uh, I'm casting him sort of, like, as a Glenn Beck sort of, like, antagonist. Uh, who, who sort of is like, it's very cute that you think you're the Avengers. I was in the real Avengers you know, right, we had right, right, yeah. he's just cranky. He's just cranky. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's make got a blackboard and drawing the yeah. Age of Still Worlds tree on. He's like, this is connected to Midgard, and then that's <laughs> exactly. He's wearing a hat that says "Make Avengers Great Again." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these, these these are just the things that I would like. No, I don't actually want to see that, but I do. I do like that. That is funny. Up. That is pretty funny. I do like that they've been popping up and sort of commenting on whatever is going on in the MCU from time to time and sort of stating, stating that, like, he was part of the, the greatest generation yeah, of yeah, Avengers. Yeah. And saying how, how cute it yes. is that, that they're yeah. still... that they Oh, we, we saved the universe, guys. Yeah. We saved the universe. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. yeah. That's so cute. Um, I, I know that you said you weren't going to get any, but... Or get any brogies. But, um... You said stuff that was funny and dumb, and that always carries with me. <laughs> uh, so you also get you get two for that, just as good as anybody else's legitimate nice. theory so far. Sweet, wow. man. When I'm hosting, there are no rules. Funny and dumb. Put it on my headstone. Carve yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, Joven. Ah uh, yes. Um, my idea here, my theory, if you will, since that is how the show works, <laughs> is that uh, you know I, I don't think that we're going to see Marvel repeat itself too many times with like sacrificial deaths or okay. you know as you put uh like like nice little bows on top. Yeah. Uh, I think that what we're going to see here is is there's a different times in the comics where Thor just can't be bothered mm. with the problems of mortals because he's a god. Yeah. And I think that is something that they should really play with because that dynamic is so interesting. Um, and and we've seen this big redemption arc to the point now where 
Thor's technically found out like he's still worthy. He's still he's redeemed himself once and and then continued to stay worthy. And I think we're gonna follow this story arc of him just being redeemed to the point where he then can actually lead the new Ars, uh, new Asgardians and become their king. Now we've got the King Thor in the comics, and I think it'll be kind of a spin on that. Now as I said, he's he's redeeming himself, and at the end of Endgame, he's like, no, 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 it's not my time to leave, because he's not ready yet. Mm. And I think there will be a time that he does go to retire, and he's like, I will lead my people. Uh, I'll take it from here, Valkyrie. I will lead them. I shall become King Thor. And, you know, then just kind of live it up as a Norse god. Mm. Because, you know, sure. if given the chance, I want to live as a Norse yeah. god. Who wouldn't? Do you, you know have the fur blankets they have? Yeah. It's gotta be so cozy, to during the winter. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And also, I like that because um, we, you, you're right, we've seen him sort of like really change over time. Because at first he was kind of just a dick and like was really sarcastic about everything and was like, I, your concerns don't matter to me. Like, why are you even talking to me? Just fill up my beer and then <laughs> get me another or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would bring it back around to be like, okay, he's going to start taking responsibility for everything again. Because he did. He just kind of like bounced and i know everybody made fun of fat thor but like you know he did definitely take a break from being a leader for for a while it's called character development and he's got the most of it (laughs) (laughs) he has changed (laughs) yeah um i also would like i think he's his facial hair has changed and his like hair has changed over the over a bunch of different movies and i think it's time for him to have your look joven which is just like go full stash. A full stash and like yeah. just double here because we haven't seen that from him yet and that, that would alone would be worth it to me. Well, but then if he does that, then I have my look that then gets compared to Chris Hemsworth's look and I cannot survive with that comparison. <laughs> None of us can. None of us can. Yeah. Um, great. You get a rogi as well and it comes in the I form of pumpkins. Pumpkins? Ooh, just in time for that sweet spice to go into my coffee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I um, love the idea that no one can be compared to Chris Hemsworth, not even his brothers. Who? <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah for There's uh, more than one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Luke. <laughs> oh. Uh, Eric, bring it home for us. Uh, I love both of those theories. I want to see a version of that. Like, let's make Thor the most like recurring character, and then all yeah. all these incarnations can exist at some point. Um, I think it looks like Thor four, Thor Love and Thunder is doing this whole uh, Jason Aaron Mighty Thor thing with Jane Foster, you know, and she's gonna pick up the hammer. I think they are gonna adapt this thing. Like they're bringing back Natalie Portman, but I think just for one movie, you know, I think they're gonna yeah. do the cancer arc. I think she's gonna power up, but then it resets her chemo, and I think at the end she's gonna like decide. Eh, I'm good. Uh, I think they're bringing in Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher, and I think he might lose the battle, but he's gonna get under his skin. And after losing Jane Foster, you're gonna see maybe in a fifth movie, someone is going to remind Thor of that. We're going to get the, the gore was right moment. You know, the in the comics, Nick Fury whispers it in his ear and Thor like drops a hammer and retires, but they're going to do it after this. Um, and then, but it might be like Hela, like, or, or it might be Loki, or it might be one of those people. I don't know if it'll be Nick Fury who says it. Uh, but then I think it's going to end with like Thor dropping the hammer, whatever version of the weapon he has, and Beta Ray Bill's going to pick it up, and he's going to take Ooh. over after that. That's what I want to see. Man, you want to win me over? You throwing some Beta <laughs> Let's Ray get him Bill. in there. Let's get the Fortnite in there. Um, but I think it's going to end with like Thor, after he retires, just walking out into the ocean, into the jaws of the giant Jormungandr snake, 
you know, that they keep Ooh. teasing he might fight? Because I think he's going to be like the MCU's Captain Jack Sparrow. They did call him a pirate, uh, <laughs> right? Didn't they say he was a pirate? Am I yeah. making this up? Yeah, and he's just going to walk into, like how Captain Jack went into the Kraken. He's going to walk right into the Jormungandr and then go into this, like, weird afterlife space and then get, like, resurrected and become Glenn Beck or King Thor or whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. It's very, yeah. like, Elizabethan. Like, I just want, this is it. Let me walk in. Let me walk into the ocean with stones in my in my coat's pockets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any ending that reminds me of the ending of Frankenstein um, is is good. Where you just like wander off into the wilderness or on an ice sheet. There's an um, episode of I May Destroy You that ends that way, and I was like, Did she drown? Is she oh my god! I know, right? Yeah. yeah. She's like. Wearing her full coat, and I was like, oh, girl, no. God, it's such a good show. I love it. It's so good. Um, Eric, you get two rogues for that, and that is that you get to a uh, zucchini. Yay! Whoa. <laughs> zucchini. Zucchini side. I zucchini. Yep. Um, so it's very close. Eric has four. Leo has four. Jovan has three. But don't worry. It's anybody's game, because right now we're going to do rogue questions, baby. Woo. So, um, yep, here we go. Here we go, Fuckers, uh, b- buckle up, I bitches! I like the intensity. <laughs> Bring it! Yeah. yeah. I know. I also like knocked my camera a little bit. Hang on. <laughs> okay. That's how you know you really brought it. I know. I know. Um. All right, guys. Here we go. Row questions. Get yourselves ready. Um. Okay. Number one. In hopes of spurring space capitalism, NASA is offering fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to anyone who can harvest moon rocks. So, what's your totally legitimate and not at all silly pitch for becoming the first moon rock farmer? I think if you're going to do it, you need a really good structure and a strong business plan. So, what I'm saying is if you pay me, and then I'll be able to get some moon rocks, but then you both, (laughs) then you'll get two other people to pay you so that you can buy some moon rocks. And then once we have them on board, they'll get more people to buy moon rocks. And I'm going to take all of that money and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the moon rocks from the moon and bring them to everyone else. Uh, pyramid schemes are great, so you get uh, to. I'm sorry, this is just a layered, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. multi-layered marketing. Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's a square plan. It's not a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very square. I I mean I'm just gonna keep it simple. I coming from Florida, I know the kind of people who live outside Cape Canaveral, <laughs> and I just imagine one of them wandering in there and be like, Hey, listen, Mr. NASA, I'm just gonna tell you one thing. I'm not gonna put those moon rocks at my butt. That's all. <laughs> just drop the mic. Balls in your court. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not gonna happen. Is those rocks going up my butt? I feel like the rocks are going up your butt. No, I said not going up my butt. That's the one place I said I, they weren't gonna go. You have my word. <laughs> uh, great. You got a rogie, Leo. What? What? What do you say? Uh, I sort of reject the premise of this question, but. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's the first. That's the new rock first. But, but yeah, if, that's great. If I'm forced to, forced to answer it. Uh, that's so funny. All, all I would say is I think what would make me a great moon rock farmer is that I'm a huge fan of the genre of music post-rock. And so okay. I would play, for, for my for my moon rocks, if I were growing them on the moon, because I assume they grow, um, like any sort yeah. of what, a, what farmers do, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would uh, play for them Mogwai, Sigur Ross. <laughs> explosions in the sky and i think i would grow the best moon rocks based on the music i played for them 
Leo, you get two rogues for rejecting the premise. Uh, here we go. Question, <laughs> <laughs> question number two. Uh, Chris Evans accidentally shared an intimate photo last week. Um, if his butt is oh my god, if his butt is America's ass, what's a good nickname for Captain America's dick? <laughs> this First, is a great say, question, and you all have to answer it. I mean, I'll say I think what is the obvious one. Uh, I mean, if uh-huh. it's America's ass, it's got to be Captain's cock, right? That, <laughs> oh, the alliteration! Yeah, that's, that's good, good. That's, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah. But uh, that's here's good. what I'll really say, and this is really for producer Zach behind the scenes. Um, okay. We really want to know uh, what Captain's cock produces. I think that's a super soldier semen. <laughs> 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 oh my god, it's true. That's Isn't great. That? <laughs> yeah. That's all they need, and they get a bunch of cap- new Captain Americans. That's all you need. There you go. Uh, you get a rogie. Great. Next. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, in a humbler direction. Um, I'm going to go with, yes, he has America's ass, but on the other side of it really is just uh, private Rogers privates. <laughs> that's great. It's nice, yeah, clean. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Classic. All- alliterative. Classic. Yeah. yeah, very classy. Yes, very classy. That's right. Okay, and it keeps good. it sort of in the military family. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's right. You get a rogue for being classy, Eric. I want you to just imagine uh, Chris Evans delivering this line during Avengers Endgame, but instead okay. of Bucky is alive, he's saying, Bucky is alive! <laughs> That was great. Um, Eric, you were going to get five rogies for that, but you did an impression with your face, so you get zero. Okay, fair. Podcast <laughs> listeners, just use your imaginations. Use them. Guys, last question. Here's where you get your points in. Um, Paramount is making an animated horror movie based on an image comic series called Stray Dogs that's being called Silence of the Lambs meets Lady and the Tramp. That is so what? sad. What is that? That is so sad. It's just right. a lot of animal cruelty, sounds like. Um, what would a dog that could speak like Hannibal Lecter say? Okay, so this is a dog. This is just a, a murderous dog, right? Okay. Like, it's just a dog. Or or it's a very nice and happy dog, but who, but who says things in a creepy way, like Hannibal Lecter. Okay. Any interpretation thereof? Um, I love The Silence of the Lambs. I watch it all Me the time. Me too. Yeah. Uh, it's So I'm going to... Not do one of the more famous Hannibal Lecter quotes, but, okay. you know, one that you might know. Uh, so, um, memory, Agent Starling, is what I have instead of a, a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then you just stab the squirrel and eat it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, great. Guys? Uh, I'll, I'll do another off-the-beaten-path Hannibal quote, uh... <laughs> The, the, the tragedy is not to die, but to not be called a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to just go with the, the sadistic dog route here. And I think this dog would uh, kind of uh, maybe have a mustache of his own and just look into its owner's eyes. And... All right, Karen. I see here that you've gone ahead and put the kibble in the bowl. Does this look like it's a delectable meal? No, never again shall you fool me with this breaded food. I see you with different ideas of consumption every single day, and here we are. What was, what was that? No. <laughs> so we shall not have this dry food anymore, but meat cooked rare every single day. 
That was the mailman. Mailman! 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 You, mailman! You, have to mailman! Say it, you have to say it puts the it puts the kibble in the basket or whatever, right? It puts the kibble in the bowl. <laughs> yeah, and he's, right. he's stealing Buffalo Bill's lines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You were all over the map on this one. Great. Uh, I will tell you the final scores because I have them tabulated on my official uh, candy Fan town. Tabulated. Tabulated, yep. Um, Eric, you had five. Joven, you had six. Leo, you had seven. Whoa. There you, you go, bud. Do I get to tweet as you again? Oh, my God. Well, what's your wish? <laughs> I don't have a wish. No wishes. I just like that one time I got to tweet as you, and I had a, an awful, uh, I left a word out, omitted a word. You can, uh-huh. that can, you you're can being Aladdin. You're going to use your wish to wish her freedom. Yeah. Nice. You can do it again, um, but you have to text it to me because you can't, like, I can't, I'm not there to have give you my phone. You can, you can text, text me what you want to say, and then I'll tweet it, and then be like, this is what Leo made me tweet. I tried to say Slimer Fox. Yeah. And it, and it auto-corrected to Slimer Fox. <laughs> and everyone was like, Marina, what is wrong with you? And I was like, it's going to make sense. And that was back when like we recorded a week before. And so like I had to wait a week of everybody on Twitter being like, what the f*** is wrong with Marina? <laughs> yeah, what is... <laughs> Eric's dying. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so- yeah. <laughs> It was really bad. So you get to do it again, Leo. So start thinking about what you want to I'll start thinking what about you what you're going to tweet. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so that's it. Before we do anything else weird, uh, that's it for Rogue Theory. Um, guys, thanks for coming out. Um, thank you to Leo. He's the winner. Yay, Leo. Thank you for jo- uh, to Joven for coming back. We love you. We love your mustache. We love your theories, everything. Um, Eric, as always, you're the king of theories and the king Woo! of... I stand, Eric! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the king of that? <laughs> yeah, put a, put a crown on his head. Uh, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the Rogue Theory podcast feed and stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and other shows. Uh, follow us on Twitter at New Rockstars. I'm Marina Mastros. You can find me at Marina Mastros on everything. Bye, guys! Bye. Thanks for having us! Wee!